Welcome to the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Let's join our geeky hosts on this week's episode. And welcome to another episode of Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. The only podcast where the geeks drink and watch lost footage of a New York apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And discuss it because we weren't in New York during the apocalypse. No. At least not yet. No. <laughs> Who knows? Who we know? may be. You never know, Adam. You never know. You could go to New York and be like, we're all going to die. Yeah, I don't think that goes well in that climate of that city. Yeah, well, it's... I think most New Yorkers would be like, meh. Eh. What's it to ya? <laughs> I don't know why that was Italian and not... No, there's a lot of Italians and That's true. We're not trying to stereotype you people. No, but... no. I'm All from right. New York, you motherfuckers. <laughs> All right. Well, my name's Mad. I'm Adam. <laughs> and welcome to week four of Spooktober. Spooktober. Not the end of Spooktober because we didn't look at the calendar right. And it turns out we have one more week of October to do an episode. So you'll get a Halloween episode this year. Yes. It'll be exciting. Hopefully. Maybe. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> All right, folks. Well... Before we dive into this week's episode, let's talk about where you can find, follow, like, subscribe, comment, all that good shit. We're on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, Discord, uh, headlessliberty.net. Uh, I was actually <laughs> just thinking that. I was like, how can we do something that ties with into the this. Statue of Liberty losing its head? and <laughs> Headlessliberty.net. Yes. In today's political climate, it fits. <laughs> yes. <laughs> We're also on um, MonsterMash.net. Yeah. And, Monster uh, Mash. Monster Mash Mat. Mm. Mash. <laughs> Monster Mash Mat. <laughs> no, Monster Mash Mat. That sounds a little bit more... <laughs> something your wife needs to do with you, not me. <laughs> Monster Mash Math. Mat. Math. <laughs> oh, Lord. And folks, we haven't even taken a drink of our drink yet. Oh, we haven't. So, before we dive into this week's episode... Um, let me finish by saying, make sure you follow us at Geek Drink Pod on all those yes. platforms earlier. Please do. Leave a comment. Let us know what you think of this week's episode and past episodes. Um, the more you guys comment and leave reviews, the better the algorithm is that your platform likes. Exactly. I don't know how that works. Yeah. I'm not an IT person. It's, I know it's, it's all that, that weird AI stuff now. Yeah. So, like the weird Harry Potter one that I keep sending you one where it's just like yeah. them dancing. <laughs> so weird. I know it's weird, but I find it funny. Oh. So, before we talk about this week's episode, here's my quick tangent on AI. <laughs> so, for my for my work, we have to do a quarterly cybersecurity training and this month was or this quarter was AI in the workplace. And we're watching this guy talk and it's very clearly like this does not look correct. This guy is kind of weird head movements and just kind of those deep fakes and yeah, and then it turns out he's like AI is so prevalent. I'm an AI, and I'm like, no shit. The only AI we need, yeah, is data. <laughs> <laughs> All right, folks. Well, it's time to dive into this week's drink of the week. Grab your beverage and join along as the geeks discuss the drink of the week. Adam, what did you bring us? I brought something from that I have not tried, or have I tried 
much from this brewery. It's a uh, Copper Kettle Brewing, uh, brewing in. Uh, they're from Denver, so local brew for us. Uh, but it's the Mexican style chocolate stout. Yeah, it says it's food for the gods. Yes, uh, has a very interesting um, artwork on the can. Yeah, very Aztec and Mayan influence. We could maybe take a picture of one and yeah, send it, put it on our on our page. Yeah, uh, it says it's maybe inspired. that's what we should do. Is like Add take a picture, picture of yeah, yeah. There we go. There we this go. This is what we're drinking. You're hearing us behind the scenes in front of the scenes. Oh, we're getting... So it's we a stout brewed with chilies, chocolate, and spices, 7%. That's what I'm tasting is the chilies. You weren't supposed to taste them before we got started. I had to open it up and <laughs> I wanted to All try right. it. Well, cheers. Sorry. Cheers, brother. I really like it. It's got that peppery, like that... You're right, chili flavor, but it's kind of yeah. peppery almost. Like I'm, you know, but I like don't it. take offense to this, Matt. Have you ever had like a Mexican hot chocolate? Yeah. Okay. I'm yeah. just I'm not saying because you're Mexican. No. I'm just. But Mexican asking. chocolate tends to sometimes have chili and spices mixed in. Yeah, really yeah exactly. Um, yeah, I like that because I'm not a big stout fan, but that doesn't linger long. No, it doesn't. Very clean. Yeah. Well, and you're you've been to the Guinness. <laughs> We drank Guinness on the last episode. Well, you drank Guinness on the last episode. Yeah, but you've been to the Guinness factory, factory the brewery. Brewery, <laughs> yes, and it was still not great. Yeah, I still like it. Yeah. It was it was the beer that got me into beer. <laughs> we all have stories. Yeah, mine was Blue Moon. Okay, all right, another folks. local brew. <laughs> yes. Uh, well, that's time to talk about our topic of the week. What are the geeks going to talk about this week? And if you haven't guessed this week, folks, we are talking about the 2008, in my opinion, kind of, I wouldn't call it a renaissance, but slightly revolutionary in terms of monster movies. Yes. For the 21st century. We wanted to do a a creature feature. Yes. For this Spooktober episode. Yes. And so, and it will tie into next week's episode as a bonus, but we are talking about the 2008 movie Cloverfield. Yep. And I will tell you right now, the first reason why I saw Cloverfield was not because it looked interesting to me. It's because it was J.J. Abrams and they were showing the first trailer for Star Trek at these showings. Correct. And that's why I initially went. Mm-hmm. And it turns out... Because really it's J.J. It. Abrams' production company. Yeah. Um, Matt Bad Reeves' robot. director. Bad Robot. Yep. So, directed by Matt Reeves. Matt Reeves is well known for the Planet of the Apes. Um... Uh, Two of the films. He also just did the Batman. Yes. First off, can't recommend the Planet of the Apes, like the newer Planet of the Apes movie, enough. Oh yeah, they are all amazing. Third so, one was in, but the first two I were really great. liked it. <laughs> I love them all. They were they were fantastic. I I had a bad experience when I saw the first one, like Rise of the Planet or the Planet of the Apes. Planet of the yeah, Apes. Yeah, with uh, Tom Felton and. Yeah, um, um, I hate James him. Franco. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for saying that. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him. <laughs> John Lithgow. Yeah, yeah. I liked. It. I really liked it, but there was like a real great moment where Caesar was like first speaks. Oh yeah, and everyone in the theater laughed, and I'm just like, "Fuck all of you!" <laughs> like this was supposed to be this huge moment, and it just landed on deaf ears. But anyway. Yeah, so this film, uh, it's got a pretty decent name cast. You've got T.J. Miller in his film debut. 
T.J. Miller. T.J. Miller, which is really let's, funny. He's a Colorado native. <laughs> he's a Colorado native, but let's not talk about him yes. <laughs> much more. Because if you yeah. if you want to Google some stuff about T.J. Miller, go nuts. But yeah. <laughs> we're not going to do it. Uh, you've got Lily Kaplan, so uh, Freaks and Geeks. Lizzie. Lizzie. Sorry, not Lily. Lizzie Kaplan, Freaks and Geeks, Mean Girls. Mm-hmm. Um, she's been in Hot Tub Time Machine. Uh, now You See Me movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she's, she's a pretty well-known actress. Yes. Um, but it's very unique in, a, in terms of film. If you haven't seen it, I recommend it. If you get motion sickness, I don't recommend it. Yes. Um, it is k- kind of in the Blair Witch style of, of a point of view... Found footage film. Found footage. And that was going to be a question I was going to ask you, Matt. Yeah. I had in my notes that I actually forgot. um, And then I hurt my back. Um, But uh, what was the first, like, found footage film that you got into? Probably this one. Like, I've seen The Blair Witch Project. I've seen Mm -hmm. a couple of the sequels. Eh. Like, the first one, I can see how it's scary. And it's one of those... That's the thing I do like about found footage films, when they're done right, yes. is the suspense you can add to it, because you're only seeing it almost through the lens of the observer. Mm-hmm. You're observing the observer versus a traditional film, which you're third person the whole way through. Yeah. Um, that's something, and I'll just say it right off the bat, one of the really good things I like about this movie is, unlike other creature features where you see the creature... Or the monster early on, and you get the full body shot, and you get to see how menacing it is. Yep. You never, until the last few minutes of this movie, actually ever see the monster in full body shot. You Correct. see a leg, you see a toe, you see a, a little bit of the head. It's blurry when it walks by because One of, of its offspring is. Yeah. But everything, I think, with this, like with found footage films, uh, because you are restricted to that point of view of the whoever has the camera you can kind of hide your monster better you can oh yeah because i it's like an unspoken rule in monster movies where you're not like the second you show your monster they become instantly less terrifying oh yeah because you um, now have the visual <clears throat> exactly um it plays well into what we did last year's october with signs mm-hmm. we never really saw the alien until towards the end yeah it it was more spooky to see glimpses or... A, Blurry any, footage or... Yeah. Yeah. And so... And also, I think, with found like footage... Like a bad zoom background. Yeah. Very blurry. You don't know what's going on behind you. <laughs> I am not <laughs> skiing right now. <laughs> um, I love that guy that's, like, does those, things. Those TikTok videos where yeah. it's like he's... He's on a Zoom, Zoom call. call on screen. He's yeah. doing. He's like at a sport event, or, or he's riding his bicycle, or yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, uh, but I think with POV, that sort of first person view, you can not only like hide your monster, but you can also hide like things like imperfections in your visual effects. Yes. You can you can make things a little shaky, and yes, that can be bothersome. To yeah. Some people, but, but ultimately, I think it's it's a good way to make something scary. If you want to check out another one, uh, Wreck is a great one. Hmm, I've not seen that one. Wrecked him, damn near killed him. <laughs> um, no, it's uh, it's like a zombie. It's like you're there. It's like a news crew goes into a building. The building gets like quarantined, and there's like zombies. It's uh, very good. Okay. Um- yeah, I mean, so Adam, let me talk, let me ask you your thoughts. Mm-hmm. 
on this kind of style of monster fi- or creature feature? What do you think it was effective? Do you think it was lacking in some sense? Without going into hot takes, um, no, I actually, I, I think it, this film was actually uh, very effective in terms of a creature feature because you have not only. I don't want to say spoilers because the movie came out so long ago, but you have this looming threat. Yeah. This giant creature that's destroying the city and doing all this stuff, and that's your initial problem. But then you find out that, oh, yeah, he's dropping off little bits of like himself, little, yeah, little, little creatures. Which I and then leads to, to the franchise other part, parts of this Correct. Franchise. And then... Those little creatures have like a bite that can make you blow up, makes you explode. <laughs> um, poor, poor Lizzie Kaplan. Yeah, yeah. But that was a cool scene. That well, was. It, it was great I think that was probably the, my favorite. Well, they did it behind the curtain too, so you didn't have to worry about the yeah. So the physical practical effect. You could do the more. CG, all you just yeah. needed was just blood splatter, and it was very effective. Oh yeah. Um, and so I think they. They definitely, like, this type of creature feature works really well, like, because, one, you're hiding your creature more. Yeah. From a practical standpoint, as, like, filmmaking, it's like, you don't have to spend a ton of money on no, VFX. This was a $30 million budget movie. Yeah, and I'm, I'm sure it made... 172 Yeah. So, <laughs> it made yeah. it back hand over fist. Yep. Especially for a January release. Yeah. I remember, so... Um, I used to work at Blockbuster Video. You know, if, if kids, if you don't know what Blockbuster Video Go was. Go to Bend, Oregon. There's still one. There's still one. <laughs> I was like, bend over. <laughs> um, I, it, you used to have to go to these places to rent movies. And then Netflix came along and you could rent movies online. And then Netflix went to streaming, blah, blah, blah. But they did like a weird promotional thing with Blockbuster, like a viral marketing thing. Well, this whole film of viral marketing campaign was yeah, amazing. Like we, they gave us all shirts uh, that said Slusho. Uh-huh, which was a drink mix in all of J.J. Abrams' previous films. <clears throat> yep, it all it all comes up at some point. Um, but yeah, I used to have a shirt that said Slusho. No idea what happened to it, but <laughs> probably outgrew it because I got fat. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so... That was a fun little thing where I was like, oh, I have a slusho shirt. Yeah, so interesting little story about this. And, it, you know, I, I don't want to give away and play by play this movie because it doesn't lend itself to that kind of podcast reaction. Yeah. But one of the things I thought was interesting is reading, you know, how Jay James came up with the concept. And a lot of this concept was he was in Japan filming another film, Mission Impossible 3. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you know, we don't have a good American monster. Like, the we, Japanese have Godzilla. We don't. We have King Kong. He's like, King Kong's cute and all, but it's King Kong. It's not. Let me, I want something that's just intense and terrifying. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways I think he does that with his monster film is, A, we don't have an origin story for this for this yet. Nope. And there's still, the sequel's coming soon. They're working on it. Yeah. Um, the true sequel to this film, not the interesting spinoffs that we'll talk about later on. Yes. Um, but they also, you know, he wanted to go a route where he's able to kind of start from scratch, you yeah. know, 
Blank slate. Uh, blank slate. He wants, you know, and I think one of the ways this works that you don't see in traditional creature features is how much he ups the instant scale of danger in this film. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you've got the earthquake, the tanker exploding offshore. Everyone's going away thinking it's, you know, they're evacuating Manhattan because of a terrorist attack. Then you see the freaking Statue, Statue of Liberty's head just with, roll down just the road. Scratch marks across the face. <laughs> um, and it's just... I like the way they played it off. Like, the the main characters actually never really know what's truly going on. Yes. Throughout the thing. They know there's some sort of creature toward, towards the middle and end of the movie, but they're not sure what it is, where it came from. Yeah. And they are literally just trying to get to safety. <laughs> yeah. And there's little hints throughout the film, like especially at the end of the movie. Um, oh, there's a lot of hints yes. throughout well, this film. <laughs> so, being a found footage film for, for our listening audience... They recorded over the tape of him and his girlfriend's first date. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't call it his girlfriend. The girl he really likes. Yeah, They're I think kinda, they, they were kind of on and off. On and off. Like, and he's moving to Japan now and he wants to say he loves her and she doesn't go to his goodbye party. Mm-hmm. But that that's a small plot point. Um they film their first date together and they wake up in they're bed like and they're on Coney Island and they're riding like a, a Ferris wheel. Ferris wheel. And in the background, if you are paying attention to the background, not actually the scene, you see something big splash into the water. Mm-hmm. And that's all kind of what you get. And that's at the end of the film. Yep. Um, so Adam, give me some of your, your pros, something you really think kind of set the set the bar for these kind of films. Uh, so for like... For this film, like in particular, I think, how do I say it? Like, I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan of kind of, and that that would, I don't want to get into my hot take too early, no. but they were very smart with how they set up shots, in the fact that what you can see, and what you can't see. Oh yeah, um, and. A lot of times, what you can't see is more terrifying. So, that that's kind of my biggest pro is there. There was a lot kind of happening, and it's more terrifying when you don't like you. You're not seeing what's happening um, to me. So, yeah, that that's probably my pro. They uh, like they kind of. It's not show not or like. Show, not tell, but it's yeah. like, it's kind of a reverse of that. But it's like, they're they're not showing you stuff, but kind of, you're experiencing it still. So, I don't know how to describe it, but I think that's my pro, is like, the fact that you don't see certain things m- ratchets up the tension. Yeah, and, and the way they filmed it, I mean, they didn't film it with a traditional, like, normal DVD cam that you would have in, mm-hmm. in 2007, 2008. They actually use, you know, professional equipment just to give it that style of... Yeah, probably... Hand like can him, yeah. Like um, grain to but it. But T.J. Miller, uh, I know we're not going to talk about his current situations. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually filmed about a third of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and you never see his face until... You see the briefly... The very end. <laughs> well, you see it a little bit when he's trying to check to make sure the cam's working. Yeah. But you don't see him until the very end when he's already dead. Yeah, he, he died. They all die. Because they blow up Manhattan. They, they do blow up to Manhattan. And this is after everyone gets eaten. Mm-hmm. Um, so, let me um, ask you, do you think 
that the way they approached designing this monster, kind of making the way they made it look, do you think that was a smart choice? Do you think that was effective? Yeah, because it looked different from okay. every other monster that is out there. Because, uh, <clears throat> and I mean, I know like Gareth Edwards um, did a film called Monsters around the same time, and um, then went on to direct Godzilla. And it's like, okay, Godzilla is just bigger and more edgy, and like, yeah. I think we have just in our public perception, like these big monsters, like what they look like. And mm. this one was like, yeah, we're going to change it up a bit and make it look very different. <laughs> and actually, I think probably a little bit more realistic if there was like some cosmic entity or whatever. Yeah, or whatever it may be, depending on what film you're looking it at. It reminds me a, a little bit of dimensional like, creature. Yeah, yeah. It reminds me a little bit of like a, a Lovecraftian creature in a way um is kind of how i saw it and you listeners know i do like me some hp lovecraft don't like his racism but i do like me some hp lovecraft (laughs) for his horror (laughs) megan my wife i apologize for that reference does she not like H.P. Lovecraft? We'll talk about it off, but it's not she doesn't like it. It's just really funny because she's like, Adam's going to bring it up again. I know it. Oh, great. <laughs> she called it before. You can cut this out. I just was saying, like, it's I know, a Lovecraftian it's monster. It's fine. I just, I just, the minute you said that, I was like, oh, she's going to be like, Adam brought it up in a monster movie. And I'm like, yeah. Yeah, because so, I think so they're the best Adam, monsters. And, and, so answer me this, Adam. Is it, does Caitlin give you a certain word or phrase you have to mention on every podcast? I don't know. This was this week's phrase? No. Oh. I mean, I could... Uh, uh, what's the what's the lady you don't like? Um, the actress. Oh, Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> God, I can't stand that woman. <laughs> For some reason, it's like... <laughs> You look like the 4th of July. <laughs> it makes oh, me Lord. want a hot dog real bad. I hear her, the show that she was on is really Wait, good. Lotus? Yeah. Yep. I heard it was good too, but I can't stand it. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe oh, let's just I, put that on there. Here's my tangent. She did a bunch of commercials. I think it's for Target last year. And it came up on every Paramount Plus ad for every oh, ad really? break. And I was, as much as I love Star Trek, it was painful sometimes. Because I knew she was coming up. And I was... <laughs> No, it's Jennifer Coolidge. <laughs> How bad would it be if and Jennifer she was Coolidge singing, singing a little bit too? What if she showed up in Star Trek? Bum bum bum. <laughs> well, folks, this has been the last episode <laughs> of Have to Drink This Geeks because I'm officially no longer a geek. If that's the case, <laughs> yeah, we can figure out something to talk about. <laughs> something like. Anyway, folks, so um, before we, we go any further into, like, hot takes or anything like that, I just wanted to kind of ask Adam. I, I know it lends itself that it, you really can't do this in this kind of film, but did you ever notice or miss the lack of a score added to this movie besides the credits? You know, I didn't. Okay, like, I never noticed I think, it. I, Only, I like, yeah. yeah, I like I, I've watched this movie a few times, and... Like I remember, like I, Michael Gallacino did the like the ending thing. Yeah, the credits. Yeah, the it's, it's just called Roar. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, but 
No, it's like thinking about it. No, I never, I never noticed the, the lack of score. <laughs> you hear music or any kind of noise besides the what's going on in the scene. It's in like the, the party. Is, it's the party. Yeah, and they released that on, on Apple as a soundtrack. Huh. Um, and it was actually a pretty good soundtrack. I had it at one point. It's okay. got Kings of Leon, uh, Gorillas, ha ha ha, hmm. uh, Spoon, Moby, The Black Keys. Um, it's just all the different. Songs you heard randomly throughout the the scene of the party, the, like the opening yeah, yep. party scene. I, I never that that's a good that was a good uh, <laughs> good question, and yeah. I I had never thought about that. Good job, Matt. There you go. Um, so let's just talk about something this film that did you don't see a lot in Hollywood, and this was the ad campaign and the and the viral tie-in because viral yeah, tie-in right. was such a new thing. I think being explored this time frame. But, I mean, there was really no trailers for what this was going to be. It was just, like, you'd see Cloverfield and a date. And that's really all you would ever get. You didn't get, like, shots in the movie and anticipation. You were just kind of like, what is this going to be? Is this a yeah, horror movie? Well, and it, it kind of... We'll get into this more on our next uh, episode. But no one knew what, like, Cloverfield meant. It didn't mean anything. But... Funnily enough, like if you want to look at their ad campaign, if you take the Cloverfield poster and reverse it and put them together, like two of them together, yeah. you see the monster. It's so weird that they oh, all thought about yeah. this. And like this is like this is really before like anything like TikTok and all yeah. this stuff, but it's it is so crazy to think about that yeah, they were they were doing this viral marketing stuff and, like, yeah, giving us T-shirts at Blockbuster Video to wear. It's so silly. Yeah, um, there you go. Yep. It's If you look at it, it's there. <laughs> I will post that for everybody to see. Yeah. Um, but it's just such a bizarre, like, idea of, like, it was just very well thought out and I felt like the production company had such a great kind of confidence in um putting together this movie and like yeah maybe it is something like jj abrams like bad robot team it's just they they love doing this stuff because it's like yeah you do see stuff in other films yeah where it all like ties into this universe or ties into um Stuff that they work on. So, I mean, I think it's it was pioneering, if it you was, will. It was. Um, um, I mean, and it, but not noticed no. by as much people. But I think an interesting thing this movie did too was like during that end scene where um, uh, the two main characters are are hiding under the bridge and the monster was trying to get them. Um, and the bombs are dropping. The bombs are going to drop and air sirens go off and the bombs drop and you hear the, you know, the camera goes to dark, but you hear the rubble falling on them, and they're screaming for help, and they say, help me. People figured out, if you play that last scene backwards, it says, it's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or I think the other one of those people said, is that it's not over. Yeah. Which obviously ties into the two sequels. Um, and we're not going to dive too much into the sequels. I don't want to dive into them really at all, besides the fact that they continued this viral campaign. So 10 Cloverfield Lane um, was very interesting, the fact that it wasn't portrayed to be a sequel until, until, 
to the movie, to the song movie. Well, and we won't dive into that one yeah. too much. But then you've got the Cloverfield Paradox, which is not a true sequel. It's kind of a tie-in spin-off. Um, the way it, have you seen the, the the Cloverfield Paradox? I have not seen the Cloverfield Paradox okay. all the way through it. But like from what I understand, um, kind of how another thing that Abrams was looking at this sort of franchise is it's uh it's his uh twilight zone yeah it's his exactly. what he calls and, like a a mystery box yeah it's and, like, this, and this film and cloverfield paradox was kind of his like okay well the the special space technology they're using to create sustainable fuel opens a dimensional portal and this may be how the aliens get in we don't know for sure because we're not going to really give it yeah. to you we're going to just give you bits and pieces here and there throughout this entire franchise, wherever it goes. Yeah. And if it doesn't go anywhere, then you're you stuck just wondering say, what hey, if. this is one um, way or... Yeah. But one thing I... I like what they did. Like the Cloverfield Paradox. They didn't really see any trailers. They didn't tell you it was coming. It was a <laughs> they, Super Bowl ad. That it said, was like, it's out it's today. It's out now. Cloverfield Paradox. And you were just like, what? And I know as soon as the Super Bowl ended, we watched it. Okay. It worked. Um, so just interesting things, and I think it worked very well for, for what J.J. Abrams was trying to accomplish. Yes. Um, you know, I can't, I, I like J.J. Abrams, I'm not going to sing his praises thinking he's visionary and amazing, because there's some things he's done that were, eh. Well, I, but, mean, I mean, I guess you're, you you're at, a big, like, you're a big Star Trek guy. Yeah. Um, and I'm more of a Star Wars guy. I, I like what he did with Star Trek. Oh, yeah. Um, I liked what he did with Force Awakens in Star Wars. Yeah, um, Rise of Skywalker. It had its issues, uh, well, but that we, was we're, we're going to get into. We'll have to we'll do, do that, that soon the, enough. The sequel um, trilogy at some point. I mean, and I'll just say this: I think it was poor planning for storyboarding for the whole series. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't. Uh, it didn't think that it. one through. Yeah, um, but that's neither here nor there on this discussion. <laughs> so, Adam, um, before we leave this episode. I want to get your hot takes. Hot takes. What are they going to say this week? I kind of hinted at it. Um, horror movies in general. I I generally prefer something that's smarter. I know there are people out there that prefer like the slasher movies. Yeah. That sort of stuff. Or like the... And I never really got into like... Yes, I've, I've seen a lot of the Friday the 13th and the Nightmare on Elm Streets and the Halloweens and... Uh, hostels and saws but those never ever really did it for me in terms of being like ooh this is spooky Um, and so I prefer I generally think that something that is smarter where this film like I said before didn't show you a lot no it didn't You, you didn't really see the monster until like the very end you'd see just bits and pieces I think that is smarter horror. Um, okay. And um, 
So I guess that's kind of my thing. I just, I, I'm getting sick and tired of these stupid horror films that are coming out. Like, how many times can they revamp, redo Friday the 13th and My Bloody Valentine and all that? I'm like, I don't <laughs> find those creepy. I just, I watch them and I'm like, okay. But I prefer stuff like this where you kind of are left in suspense. You don't know what's going on. And you're finding out like little bits throughout the film. There's, there is a breadcrumb trail like throughout the entire thing, but I, I liked it where we, we could go in cold yeah, and experience it. How I think the filmmakers uh, intended. And I, I, I wish there were more films like these. Um, not necessarily found footage. No, but, but this, this kind more of like, more cerebral. Yeah, things that you can go in cold and, and enjoy someone it. is yeah. just, you know there's a smart person behind it. And you can enjoy it. So Okay. Um, uh, what about you? What's your hot take? So my only hot take I would think about this film, and I get it's archival footage, it's, it's found footage, but the only thing that to me was not believable is making your way through Manhattan with all this going on avoiding <laughs> the military and the people trying to get people out of town I know exactly save. what you're yeah. going for why are they still filming yes exactly <laughs> why well not even so much why they're still filming because I think HUD's just that glutton for attention yeah but it's like but, okay you have like I just, I mean, and I don't. Why not put the camera down and be like, I'm gonna run somewhere. Yeah, I don't need a camera anymore. You know, um, not even so much that. Just like how easy they were. Like we're gonna evade the military. We're gonna go in the subway tunnels. This is yeah. easy. Yeah, it, I, yeah, I, that's the only part for me. And I get it. It's it furthers the plot, and that's the whole point. Is it's, it's also there's footage. chaos everywhere. So chaos, it's like yeah. okay, they may be able to get past yeah. it. But yeah, I guess that was. My, my second hot take that is, why are you <laughs> still filming? I like when they were filming and if they were running or something like that, and he'd follow or something, he'd have skips and footage. Yeah. And I think even, like, at one moment, don't they, like, even more like, why do you still have that camera? Yeah, exactly. and, and And I think even in Blair Witch, they're like, why are you still doing this? Yes. And, um, and I think part of it, too, is just, you know, at the one point where they, they, they change out batteries in the camera because it's low battery and... Mm-hmm. And then they're finding out that he's recording over their first date footage, and, and those kind of little comedic moments help. I did like the use of the night vision. Oh, yeah. Like when the little Oh, creatures... wait, the night vision. Hit the button on the side. Yeah. Oh, shit. That yeah. was like, oh, a practical reason to have the camera. Yes, and then it was just like, uh-oh. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> there are hundreds of little monsters. You know what those little monsters kind of remind me a little bit of? Starship Troopers. Yes. The, the, the giant... Yeah. The the bugs in the Starship bugs, Troopers. Yeah. Yes. It's very small. We'll have to talk about Starship Troopers if we oh. do a Paul Verhoeven <laughs> deep we do, dive. We're doing the whole franchise. <laughs> oh, God. Well, no, not the whole franchise. <laughs> like, yeah, I know what you mean. It's only talking about Starship Troopers because you don't want to see the other films, folks. <laughs> um, the third one was is comically bad. Yeah. Well, I think... Paul Verhoeven is very satirical. Yes. And so it was kind of, it meant, <laughs> it was like, oh, it's hitting yeah. that thing. And it's like, much like RoboCop was very satirical. <laughs> yes. 
But um, so before we leave, Adam, uh, and and we touch on uh, our geek wreck of the week, I want you to give me your top three creature features. Ooh, uh, I'll probably have to say Jaws. Okay, is probably number one. And I know it's like it's not technically a creature feature if you think about it, but it's it. I think that's kind of what started it for me. Um, ooh, what else? Well, one is my wreck, so I'll hold that back for a second. Okay. I mean, I do like the original, like Godzilla's and the King Kong's. Yeah, they they never were scary. No, to me, but. I like them nonetheless. So I'd probably say Godzilla, King Kong, and then especially oh. the new Godzilla's been pretty good. I've actually kind of liked it. Um, I mean, I thought the the first one was a waste. Oh, monsters! I kind of mentioned that earlier in the podcast. That's a good one. So that's Gareth Edwards' first mm-hmm. like big film. Yeah, that one was fantastic as creature feature because it used a lot of like not showing the creatures. Yeah. And that was great. Um but uh I don't know, like growing up I always liked the movie The Relic. Yep. But rewatching it you're like, ugh <laughs> it was really bad. <laughs> um Yeah, so I'll I'll just those are a few that I'll throw out okay. there. Okay. I mean I agree with you on especially the new Godzilla's have really been really good. I'm looking forward to the new Max uh T V show coming out. Uh Yes, Monarch, uh, Monarch. Monarch Legacy, whatever it's going to be, yeah. Um, I was going to say, so obviously I think this is in my top three in terms of creature features. Um, I'm going to bring out a fun one. I had to look it up because I have totally space about it. It's all good. Quiet Place. Oh, yeah. I haven't I haven't seen the new one yet. Good one, too, but the first one's better. Okay. Um, and I would have to say the third one's Alien. Yeah. You can argue it's a creature feature. No, I think the first Alien is definitely more creature feature oh, yeah. than the subsequent sequels. Um, and I, I never thought like Predator was no, it's very not like as much. It, it deals with like yeah, you have the the thing, but it, the thing is a I guess a better <laughs> creature feature than any of those. But so, <laughs> but oh. yeah, no, Alien's a great wreck. That's a that's a perfect creature feature because it's scary (laughs) there you go all right folks well now we've uh found our footage and talked about cloverfield it's time to talk about our geek wreck of the week it's time for the geek wreck of the week what are the geeks going to recommend adam uh i am going to recommend on netflix the ritual um one, uh, Matt and I have kind of talked about, it's kind of hard to watch stuff when you have a little one running around, <laughs> especially, uh, a film that's as heavy as that is. Um, but yeah, uh, The Ritual is a great film. Um, the director went on to direct, uh, the Hell, the newer Hellraiser on Hulu, but, uh, I think The Ritual is probably a masterpiece of kind of creature feature, like a bunch of guys lost in the woods and something's pursuing them and you don't know what. (laughs) And then you find out and it's like, holy shit. (laughs) (laughs) But 
Um, what about you, Matt? What's your wreck of the week? I'm not sure if you've seen it, Adam. It's a 2020 kind of dark, black, romantic comedy film called Spontaneous. Spontaneous? I've never so seen that. It's so it's a bunch of teenagers coming of age story. Okay. Um, without giving too much away, they are spontaneously exploding for no reason. <laughs> That's a little weird. It's but, hilarious because okay. they're in class and all of a sudden just one goes poof and it just turns out biohazard it's just this whole thing it's only these kids are affected they're the only ones in the whole world in this high school senior class did you ever see the movie it that kind of reminds me of the movie it follows um i've heard of it yeah so it's pretty much like a spooky std is the best way it is described (laughs) it's just spooky std um it's pretty much you have sex with someone and then something starts pursuing you um, and if it catches up with you, you die. All right. But kind of reminds me of that a okay. little bit. But I'll have to check this one out. I recommend it. It's pretty good. All right, folks. Well, this is our episode yes. of, of Hidden Footage. Well, not hidden. Found footage of this podcast. Hidden footage. No one wants to see this hidden footage. <laughs> this paranormal activity. <laughs> So we've just got done talking about Cloverfield. Tune in next week for our finale to Spooktober 2023, where we're going to be talking about a different film. Yes. But uh, please like, subscribe, recommend stuff. If if there's something you like within reason, please. (laughs) Yes. Um, We're going to leave Spooktober and be ready for something else. I know Fifth Element's on the book somewhere coming up soon. Oh, I love Fifth Element. We could talk... Uh, four episodes of that <laughs> just in general just being like how great Chris Tucker is I know Escape from New York and Escape, Escape from LA are on the docket yeah that, I, I, I prefer yeah we have to talk about both because I mean yeah but some <laughs> real funny fact before we leave on this the poster for Cloverfield J.J. Abrams got inspiration from the poster from Escape, Escape from New, New York because he's stepping on the yeah I, I gotcha alright folks <laughs> Well, thanks for tuning in. Like Adam said, follow, like, subscribe, comment, right? Geek Drink Pod on all social media platforms Facebook, Instagram, X, Twitter, Discord, uh, TikTok, uh, your granny's panties.net. I don't know. It just rhymed. I, I, that, I mean, <laughs> hey, would have probably worked for the John Carpenter films more. <laughs> probably. But thanks, guys, for listening, and we hope you guys have a great geek week. Take it easy. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. Tune in next week to see what our geeky host will discuss next week. Goodbye. Another episode of the Have a Drink with Some Geeks podcast. All content, copyright, Geek Drink Pod 2023.